Hello everyone, welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Chase Foster. Well. And my name is Jerry. (laughs) And we are here to talk week eight of the NFL schedule. Carolina Panthers taking on the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. And today we have a special co-host with us, my son Chase. Say hello to everyone, Chase. Hello, my name is Chase. I am five years old. And I'm about to be six. My birthday's November 8th, everybody. That's good. Good. And who's your favorite football team? My favorite football team is actually actually the Panthers. Uh Kind of like the Falcons do, though. You like the Falcons, too. Okay, well, we're playing the Falcons. (laughs) Do you think the Panthers are going to beat the Falcons? Uh, no, I don't really know yet. You don't know yet? Yeah, because it's going to be a really hard fight for the Panthers. Look into the camera. It's going to be a hard fight for the Panthers. Well, you're probably yeah. right about that. Because the Panthers are having, having not that compliment this season. They've not been that compliment. That's true. That is true. And, and ask Chase, so, what is his favorite Panther player? Who do you, know, do you have a favorite Panthers player? Well, my favorite player is Dice's favorite player, too. His favorite player is my favorite player. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's favorite player just got traded. Really? Uh-oh. Yeah, that's who's on your jersey, Christian McCaffrey. Ooh. He got traded, yeah. Okay, so what do you think the score of the game is going to be? Well, I think it's going to be a tie at first uh-huh. or something. That's true. But I think, I think the Falcons <laughs> are going to get the next the next point, uh-huh. and, then, and then the Panthers get after after the Falcons point. Oh, Okay. Do you, what do you think the la, the final score is going to be? Well, I think it's going to be the final score might be twenty or thirty. Twenty or thirty, okay, for the Panthers. How about tw- uh? Don't exactly know yet. You don't know yet, okay? You still you're still doing some research. <laughs> yeah, I'm still doing some research on okay. that. Okay, all right. Yeah, because I don't really know yet. <clears throat> okay, well, I love you. I love you. <laughs> and today, welcome to Carolina Meow Mix. For the Panthers! All right. <laughs> okay, go on to bed. Love you. Thank you. Can I say one more thing? Go ahead. Carolina Panthers are great, but I don't know if they'll be the Falcons. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll go ahead and look at some Panthers news uh, now. Well, hold on, Jerry. After- hold on, Jerry. <laughs> Let's just, okay. uh, first I want to say thank you to everyone who has subscribed to the podcast recently. We are this close to our first goal of 1,000 subscribers. We're three away, so please like and subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on podcasts as well. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it. We'll read it on the show if we get it. Uh, we do occasionally mention comments and things on YouTube uh, on the show as well, so do us a favor. Give us a like and a subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Once we get to 1,000, Jerry and I have some cool stuff planned, so help us get there. We appreciate it. Yep. All right, Jerry. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, a little <clears> sorry <throat> I was a little buzzed last week, but it was too good of a game not to drink while watching it when they scored <laughs> actual offensive points. Hey, so. no, I don't think any, I didn't hear any complaints. <laughs> <laughs> um. Starting off with the Panther news, Pat Elfline and Henry Anderson were placed on IR. Pat Elfline was out on Saturday, I believe. He was moved to IR mm-hmm. uh, right before the game. 
to do to make up for those two placed on IR, they sign cornerback Tay Hayes and offensive ta- tackle Larnell Coleman from the Dolphins practice squad to the active roster. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see Tay Hayes, uh, you know, on the roster. I don't know how many times he's been called up. This he might be up for good now. Yeah, I believe so. I, I think it's been two or three times now. So. Yeah, I think you can only be called up three times before you're. You pretty much have to stay on the active roster. So, good to see there. Um, I don't know much about Larnell Coleman, but good to have O line depth. You know, so obviously you're losing Elf line. I, I assume that. Coleman probably plays some center. I, I would assume su- center or guard. Mm-hmm. So, like kind of that hybrid as well. He could be like a whole, you know, chess piece that plays multiple position. Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, yeah, apologies. <laughs> I don't know a ton about him. So, uh, But we just lost past Elfline. So that means that Bradley Bozeman will be the center moving forward, which is something that Jerry and I have been begging for since week one and boy did he show out in his first game as the, with the Panthers. yeah some I, some say that that's the reason why the panthers won 21 to 3 some are saying I, he, some are saying that I, who, who are some either way my, two, I, my two-year-old child logan he says that <laughs> <laughs> i do think that the run game got a boost from bradley bozeman mm-hmm because he was blocking up the middle, and a lot of the runs that started up the middle, he was clearing out because of it. And looking at the PF grades from last week of Week 5, it shows uh, the top performer was on offense P.J. Walker with a 94.9, which he played he played perfect for that game. He played within mm-hmm. his means. He didn't force the balls. Hopefully he can continue <clears throat> that on. Uh, number two... Bradley Bozeman, 93.2, and his run blocking was 93.2. I mean, that's – when you run more than you pass, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, most of the time you win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, Chuba Hubbard had a good game. Not going to complain, 79.2. DJ Moore was fourth with a 77.3. And LaVisca Chenault, 73.3. On only three snaps, so I don't know if that hamstring is still kind of bothering him or not. Yeah, I'm hoping that we get to see more from him this week. Um, just, you know, looking at these top five, I mean, Chuba and Dante Foreman. Yeah. Did, did we miss McCaffrey this week? We really didn't. I mean, they played amazing. They, they were great. They, they, they were good in the they run did. game. They were good in the pass game. They were really good. Good, good job. Hopefully it'll keep up. I also think that the blocking was really, really good and the scheme that Mm. they set up was really good because the first quarter and a half, they still weren't moving the ball that well. Mm. But eventually it it started working. It started play, the play action was working and it freed up a little bit when PJ was able to make some deeper passes to free up those, you know, linemen and blockers and able to get those running backs to the second level of the defense yeah i mean and that's typically how the run game works right is you know you grind and grind and grind pound and pound and pound and eventually those holes start opening up and everything else starts opening up and you win 21 to 3 
Um, yeah. Just looking at quick, real quick at the last five on offense, you had Steven Sullivan with a 60, Austin Corbett. Austin Corbett and Brady Christensen both in the last five here with a 55.1 and a 43.3 for Brady. That's that's a, Is that the second week in a row Brady's been at the bottom? Of the... I don't know, very bottom, but he's he's been down there yeah. in the bottom five quite often. Not great. Um, Raheem uh. Blackshear on very little snaps, and then Shai Smith, the fifty-two point two. Not a good game for him. No, and he was named starter. Mm-hmm. So may, maybe he'll show up better, but he's had his opportunities this year. He hasn't shown up. I'd prefer to continue to see more of Terrace Marshall and LaVisca Chenault. At this point, I feel like Shai Smith hasn't been able to translate it from practice to game time. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was encouraged by what I saw from Terrace Marshall last week. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, a couple of really nice catches, and I think he only had three targets. So I'd like to see him more involved, get him five or six targets a game, and see what he can do. I mean, I I think – now is the time where we need to see what he can do because yeah. he has been, you know, talked about as trade bait. He's been talked about as potentially cutting after this season if he just doesn't work out. So, I mean, he needs it. And I think the Panthers, I mean, obviously the Panthers need it. They traded Robbie Anderson. We don't really have a true number two right now. It would be amazing if he could develop into that. Yeah. And Chenault still seems to yeah. have those lingering uh, hamstring injuries. Right. You know, otherwise, I would like to see him, but you don't want to force him out and keep aggravating those injuries. So. Yeah, and I don't know that he's, like, a guy that you'd want as your number two. I think Chenault would be a really nice high-end number three. So I, I hope that they can get those guys healthy and, and get them out there more. Uh, looking yeah. at the defense, uh, let's just go with the top five here. Xavier Woods with a 74.9. Uh, Shaq Thompson a 71. Keith Taylor. 69.6 in third place there with I mean a decent amount of snaps for him too so that's not a it's not a fluke he played yeah. a good game uh Corey Littleton and then Justin Burris so nice to see really three guys on this list that were not starters were not planning on I mean you know Corey Littleton but not you know planning on playing a ton of snaps really showing up um really good Keith Taylor and Justin Burris especially all right, now looking at the bottom five, we have C.J. Henderson with 57.2. Uh, Etor Grossmontos, 56. Davion Nixon, uh, 60. And, or, sorry, 54.6. I was looking at their, his run defense. Damian Wilson, 54.2. And Dante Jackson at 48.9. And I, I mentioned him on the podcast. that He was the only one who's kind of stood out that really struggled on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I did notice about this game compared to others, their tackling PFF grades like were so much better than they have been all year. And I think that played a huge part. When they got to the player with the ball, they didn't miss tackles. That was something that I felt was really huge compared to other games. That, yeah, they, they let them get completions, but once they got completions, they weren't going any further. And our secondary was keeping them in front of them. And I just wanted really... Even Nante Jackson, who had a bad coverage day, continued to make those tackles as well. 
Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think that's something that Steve Wilkes has been focusing on, obviously, something that should have been focused on. It's something we mentioned in the first several weeks that we saw, you know, it's just missed tackles and really the last couple of years, honestly. Um, yeah. That, you know, Phil Snow, a lot of good things with Phil Snow's defense. Uh, tackling was not one of them. So it's good to see uh, the improvement there. Uh, I mean, John, Dante Jackson had 10 tackles, but he. He, he gave up ten packets. Yeah, I, mean, I think he. I think I saw he had over a hundred yards against him um, in the yeah. box score. So, yeah, and he gave up that huge Mike Evans mm-hmm. almost touchdown. That you know, whew. yeah, the third <laughs> play of the game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that you know, I, I didn't get to talk about that game uh, as I was deep in the woods, didn't even see it until Monday. But that that one play, I think, really like set the tone for the whole game. Honestly, for the Buccaneers, like they just just didn't seem like they could recover from that. Pretty, pretty wild. Uh, The Bucks' offense is just not that good. I mean, they have the playmakers. It's just not clicking for them. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned it last week. They're they're not a good offense right now. Yeah. I don't know if they can click too. I mean, that middle of the O line is not great. You you can rattle Brady at 45 years old now. I mean, if mm-hmm. you nipping at his heels, he has some stress, I think you could rattle him now. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got a lot going on personally, for sure. That's going to that's gonna mess anybody up going through what he's yeah. going through right now. Uh, there's no way that he's able to focus his normal focus amount on football. That being said, I think they'll end up getting it together you know, kind of second half of the season. Um, I wouldn't panic yet if I'm a Bucks fan or if you bet on the Bucks to win the, the uh, NFC South or anything. I think they're probably still going to do that. But, hey, maybe the Panthers are going to go on a run. We'll see. Do you want to yeah, do we'll tri- see. trivia first before the break? Or do you want to go ahead and do the break? Let's do the break, and then we'll do all the Falcons game right after this. Okay. CBDX.com, Jerry. A wonderful website. Uh, I happen to have a little bit of CBDX.com right here. These are the gummies. These are the smoothie strawberry gummies. Ooh, how are those? I, they're serious question. freaking delicious. Okay. I mean, yeah, they're like, uh, they're about the size of a quarter. And they taste awesome, but Delta 8, so... You know, it's 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 the real deal. Um, give you a nice mellow feeling. I think it's like I think it's almost like a sativa type feeling, if you know what that means. Um, but yeah, CBDX.com. They've got the gummies. They've uh, these. I think they just changed their gummies up. So they got two different kinds. They've got these smoothie gummies, and then they have the traditional gummies, which are a little cheaper and I think uh, maybe slightly less powerful or something. I don't know. But they've got that. They've got the vapes. They've got temporary vapes. Uh, they've got, or disposable vapes, I should say. They've got flour. Um, 20% off if you use promo code MEOW. Free shipping. Uh, and we get a little bit of kickback there. So check them out. CBDX.com. They've been a really good partner to us. Uh, we've been really good customers of theirs. So <laughs> I would suggest that you do the same. Uh, CBDX.com, promo code MEOW, 20% off. Keep pounding, Panthers. 
And we are back, and it is trivia time. Trivia time. My turn to ask you trivia this week. I got a couple of questions for you here, Jerry. Okay. Number one, true or false, this Sunday will be the first time that Marcus Mariota has played against the Carolina Panthers. Ooh. I'm going to say true because he was often injured in Tennessee, and we don't play Tennessee that often, so I'm going to say true. He was also with the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we, we did play them. We played the Titans and we played the Raiders, but Mariota was a backup in both games. So mm. you are correct. True. We have not played Marcus Mariota yet. Uh, next trivia question here. Against Tampa Bay, P.J. Walker had a pass rating of 126.5. This was the highest Carolina Panthers passer rating since Cam Newton. Kyle Allen, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold. Who had a higher passer rating more recently than 126.5? Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold. I want to say Cam Newton, but I have a feeling I'm going to be wrong. Go ahead. I'm Cam Newton. Are you saying Cam Newton? Cam Newton, lock it in. The correct answer is Teddy Bridgewater. In 2020 against New Orleans, he had a pass rating of 128.3. I tell you, we never should have got rid of that guy. <laughs> All right, here's a gimme. Here's a bunny. What uh, college did interim head coach Steve Wilkes attend? Appalachian State. Yes, that is correct. Uh, also, Tay Hayes. Yeah. True or false, Carolina has not lost to Atlanta in this decade. False. Uh, it is true that Carolina has not lost in Atlanta in this decade. They won both road oh. games since 2020. Oh, my, all right. Okay. That was tricky. We're supposed to be doing one, question. maybe two trivia. You're, you like Barrar? I love doing the there. trivia. It's fun. All right. That is over for trivia. Uh, Panthers are going to be, they are down to four and a half point underdogs in this game. I think it opened at six or six and a half point underdogs so people, it was six and a half what i saw yeah when they people opened, have been so. betting the panthers they are very impressed by that win over the bucks uh over under is 41 so even that's a little higher than we've seen <laughs> in recent <laughs> weeks people are all over pj man the pj train is rolling choo choo <laughs> well let's maybe put a little bit of the brakes on the pj train because we've got some injuries here jerry oh oh do we we've uh, got some injuries you need to take a glass of water first yeah marquise haynes taylor moton davion nixon all out of practice wednesday with illness uh it was confirmed according to steve wilkes that it is not covid Mm -hmm. so that is good that is good uh mike jordan chuba hubbard uh both did not practice chuba hubbard has an ankle injury and mike jordan's on a personal day um matthew matt ionitis defensive tackle concussion limited practice hopefully he can get through that concussion protocol he's been very instrumental on our run defense Mm -hmm. uh dante jackson ankle limited practice 
Frankie Louvu, shoulder limited practice. Aaron Mosby, hamstring limited practice. Chenault, hamstring limited practice. Sean Chandler, hamstring limited practice. Miles Hartsfield, hamstring limited practice. J.C. Horn, limited practice with his ribs, so he's slowly getting back there. Mm-hmm. And Corey Littleton, groin, limited practice. I don't know if they need to hire a yoga teacher <laughs> to start helping with some of these soft tissue injuries. And I'm not saying that they're they're serious injuries. They, they hurt. But oh, yeah. hamstring, 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 groin. Like, come on, guys. I don't know if there's, somebody needs to go, like, stretch them out or what, but... I mean, maybe they all need to go talk to Marshall Falk in the offseason like McCaffrey did. I mean, he's, you know, he seemed to transform his entire training regimen, you know, and, and included a ton of stretching. So, yeah, that's a bummer. I'm going to start calling you Jerry Limited Practice Hamstring, Dempster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Falcons, a little bit of a less, uh, a little less of a, an injury list here, Jerry. Yeah, A.J. Terrell, uh cornerback hamstring did not practice Jalen Hawkins free safety concussion did not practice and D Alford hamstring limited practice AJ Terrell pretty big name uh obviously starting corner had a really good season last year has been struggling a little bit this year but you still gotta keep him him in mind as a good corner over there yeah my my understanding is that neither he nor Hawkins are are gonna play so Seems like that's, uh, I mean, unless something happens with Terrell. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he was that guy that they drafted in the first round a few years ago, and everyone was really shocked that they drafted him. But he's yeah. played pretty well. Yeah, uh, he had a bad rookie season mm-hmm. last year. He played almost a Pro Bowl letter level. I don't know if he got the Pro Bowl, but he played that. And this year, he's honestly being outplayed by a fourth-round pick from last year. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. If he can bounce back and continue to have a good season. Yeah. All right. Well, let's look at some uh, key matchups and just keys to the game in general for the Panthers to win this game. Uh, first of all here, Atlanta is a very good rushing team. They're fourth in the NFL, averaging 156.9 rushing yards per game. Uh, Panthers give up 120 rushing yards per game. So this is not a recipe that the Panthers want to see here. Um the, the Falcons have a very unique, dynamic running game. Uh, they don't have a star. They do not have a star Mm-mm. running back. They have a bunch of guys who are pretty good. They got Cordello Patterson, who, you know, the dual threat running back, uh, former wide receiver, former special teams ace turned running back, who's averaging almost six yards of carry this year. Uh, and then Tyler Allgaier, averaging over four yards of carry. Marcus Mariota, averaging almost five yards of carry. Then Caleb Huntley, other running back, averaging over four yards of carry. So all those guys averaging over four yards of carry, um, you know, the, <laughs> you have to deal with Mariota every down. You have to deal with Patterson and Allgaier. They kind of rotate in and out. And then Huntley plays a little bit here and there too, uh, especially if those guys are hurt, which they often are. Um, but, yeah, Patterson, he's good. I mean, he's he played really well oh, yeah. last year and uh, sort of very surprising. But, Arthur Smith fi- figured mm-hmm. out how to use him. Other yeah. teams could not figure it out. and Even Bill Belichick couldn't figure it out. Yeah, No, and Arthur Smith, hats off to him. I mean, Cordell Patterson's a dangerous weapon, and they use him dangerously through the passing game and the running game. Mostly the running game, but 
You could always tool him around, kind of like mm. what we wish Christian McCaffrey would have been more of. Yeah, you wonder if if Patterson would have gotten with a coach like Smith earlier in his career, because you know he's kind of getting up there in age now. Yeah, he's been around for a while, and he, you know you always saw the pa- the talent with him, and he just never was able to put it together. But they fi- they've unlocked him, like you said. So uh, that's going to be one of the keys. You know, can the Panthers contain this really dynamic, versatile running game? Because passing wise, the Falcons are nothing really to be scared of. No, and, but on passing downs, you still have that threat of Mariota. Mariota's a good runner. He yeah. averages almost five yards a carry. I mean, and especially if they're down deep, down, they could send guys out, and if you have to keep somebody back there that can keep up with him, he's not mm-hmm. a slow guy. He's a fast, agile yeah. runner. So, yeah. Do you foresee, like, Brian Burns spying him? Like I could. Like we've seen him do in other, with, against other running quarterbacks? Yeah. Yeah, like Kyler Murray, I saw him do a lot of spying with him, kind of drop it back to that line of scrimmage. Um, It's just beneficial to the team Mm -hmm. overall because Brian Burns is a fast, physical freak that can probably track Marcus Mariota down, can stop him from gaining a big one. Yeah, you know, I hate to take Burns away from rushing the quarterback, which is, you know, his forte, that's what he's – Going to make a whole bunch of money very soon yeah. for. But I, I don't know who else you do. I mean, you could spy with Chin, I guess, right? No, Chin's on IR. Yeah. Why, wow, why did I say Chin? Um, uh, you could say Luvu. <laughs> yeah. You could. But I think Burns, uh, out, of, out of everybody that's left, Burns probably the guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies. I knew Chin was on IR. I don't, I don't need any comments. I know Chin's on IR. I'm a little off tonight. Um, all right, what's our next key to the game here, Jerry? Even though the Falcons' run defense is fifth in the league, I think it played a pivotal role last week, and we need to continue to run the ball. Even if it didn't work that great in the <clears> first <throat> half, they continued to run the ball, and it's they found success eventually. Mm-hmm. We can't let P.J. Walker just five-foot drop and throw it 70% of the time. I don't know why that was a scheme at the beginning of the season, but it should not be the scheme to win for this team. Yeah, and, I mean, we hope that Chuba is healthy. Uh, oh, obviously, yeah. if he is not, that's it's going to make it a lot tougher. They're going to have to do some different things. Um but with Chuba healthy, assuming he plays, then the Panthers sort of have a a light version of what Atlanta does, right? They've got Foreman and Chuba, two running backs. PJ can run a little bit. Maybe you call some run plays for PJ. And then you've got Chenault. You've got Moore. Those guys can take it out of the backfield. Um, some in-around sweeps. Lots of different things you could do with them. So... It'll be interesting to see if the Panthers call up some different type of run plays this game than we've seen so far this season. I hope yeah. they do. Um, because I think our run game could also be extremely dynamic. We've got the talent for it. Uh, you, I was kind of surprised we saw no running from P.J. Walker last mm-hmm. week. But right. then someone brought up the fact that, I mean, there he's already the four-string quarterback. 
Do you want to bring in Jacob Eason <laughs> as a fifth string quarterback? I, well, okay. so you're gonna okay, have no. you're probably gonna have Baker healthy <laughs> this week. From all indications, he's gonna be the backup. So that may change your game plan a little bit. You get a little more. I don't want to say okay. risky with PJ, but you get a little more. Uh, you give just give him more things to do. You know. Yeah. I mean, PJ's smart. He gets out of bounds. He he doesn't take big yeah, hits yeah. even when he runs. Uh, so yeah, I, he's not an idiot runner where right. he takes those unnecessary hits. Right. But yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you. I think the Panthers they need to commit to the run, stick with it. And I think Wilkes will do it. You know, he's I do too. I don't think he's a guy that's going to get scared off of the run early in the game if it's not working. Like you said last week, just could keep doing it. Eventually, those holes are going to open up. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're down big, then that's a different story, but mm-hmm. keep going. Keep keep trying. Keep pounding. Yeah. Some may say. <laughs> uh, our next uh, key here is going to be DJ Moore versus Darren Hall. I believe that's the uh, corner you were talking about earlier. Yeah, Darren Hall's having a heck of a year. Um, and I originally put AJ Terrell, but then he kind of just mentioned the fact that he's going to be gone in all indications is that Darren Hall's going to be facing him. Darren Hall has a 75.3 uh, defensive grade right now gets in coverage. Uh, he always plays up on wide corners, so I figured that's where he's going to be mostly put up. So, Yeah, he's right there, right around the top 10 in PFF grade, at least, uh, of corners this season. So he's played very well. Uh, I don't even know if if Terrell is healthy, if Hall's not the guy that matches up against Moore. Uh, I mean, he's he's definitely played better. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, he's about the same size too, because P- DJ Moore's not a big, tall receiver. Mm-hmm. So he's six foot, one ninety. He's about the same same size. Yeah. I was uh, encouraged to see DJ Moore have the type of game he had last week. Um, you know, we talked about it with PJ's first game that. He, he and DJ seem to have a connection, and he's always been able to get DJ the ball. Uh, didn't really happen in his first start, but last week they seemed to rediscover that connection. So I'm hoping that continues this week. Um, you know, we don't have it on our list, but I'd also like to see... I'd like to see Tommy Trimble get a little more involved. You know, he had a really nice touchdown catch last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd mm-hmm. love to see him sort of emerge as the go-to passing tight end tight end right yeah you know keep keep uh thomas in there for blocking purposes but tremble seems to be the guy that has the better skills for receiving right now so i'd like to see him get a little more involved he, he catches the ball better i yeah. mean yeah. ian thomas has a lot of drops um I, I didn't put this on my keys but we've got to continue to co- convert third down and stop mm-hmm. the other team that was huge against Tampa Bay yeah. on both sides. Uh, Atlanta converts about 44% of the third down, so they're not a great third down team. And their defense gives up 48%, so they're pretty good. Now, meanwhile, Carolina's uh, 25% third down conversion. Up to 25%. <laughs> up to 25 they Last were, week, uh, not even that good. A 4 for 12 last week. I mean, so, so still not great, but, you know, better than it has been, I guess, <laughs> slightly. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be 
again, under Matt Rule, that was a constant problem. Third down on both sides of the ball were always just the down that they couldn't get or they gave up. So last week was a nice change of pace. Hopefully Matt Rule can – or – sorry. Speak of the devil. Steve Wilkes can continue on that path of working that because it does seem that that there are differences – and what these teams are focusing on. The mm-hmm. tackling, like you said. Mm-hmm. The third down efficiency. And we heard that from former players like Teddy Bridgewater that they didn't practice red zone as much as other t- teams did. Right. Yeah, which, you know, that's not great. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't practice that. It's the most important part of the field. <laughs> like the, you got to score touchdowns. And that's been a problem with these Panthers the last few years. So... Uh, it was nice to see three touchdowns last week. Uh, I think you're going to need at least that this week to beat Atlanta, a team that you know has the ability to score a lot of points. Uh, they also have the ability to give up a lot of points. So, yeah, this, you know, uh, could be a, this could be a fun game. It really could. I hope it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's next, Jerry? Beer bet of the week. Beer bet of the week. So we mentioned earlier. That uh, the Falcons are averaging almost 160 yards per game on the ground. Uh, one of our keys, keep that number lower than that. So we're going to set the over-under at 125 yards rushing for the Falcons. We feel like that's a number where they could get there, but the Panthers could still win this game. Yeah. You know, and, it's, and it's not crazy. So, uh, Jerry, over-under, 125 rushing yards for the Falcons. I go under. Okay. I'm gonna go over slightly. Uh, I and and not it's not a knock against the Panthers. I just think that the Falcons are just gonna run the ball as much as they can because I don't think they're gonna be able to pass it very much. So uh, I mean, they can't pass any. Uh, they don't typically pass. As someone who drafted Kyle Pitts and hates himself for it because he, <laughs> yeah, in fantasy he is garbage. Let's garbage hope that this, this year. Is not the week that he explodes because there yeah. is gonna be a week that he explodes, and I hope it's not this week. And, Drake, and London, Drake London, by the way, having a very good game, a very good uh, season so far for a rookie. Yeah, don't, don't know, man. I just, it's a different style of team. I mean, it, it goes back to you know Marcus Mariota being able to run the ball as well as he does. So. Yeah, uh, London, their number one draft pick. I'm just looking up uh, his stats real quick. Uh, yeah, he's uh, leading them in receiving 26 receptions, 315 yards, a couple of touchdowns. So, for a rookie, I mean, he's he's kind of there. Uh, Zacharias as well, just having a pretty good season. So, um, those are the guys. I mean, Kyle Pitts, like you said, has not done much this year. Only 16 receptions, 178 yards, and one touchdown. Only seven total passing touchdowns uh, for the Falcons overall. So, this is a run team. We got to stop the run, like Jerry said. So, all right. Uh, bold predictions, Jerry. I'm gonna let you go first. Oh, I just. I know you I, hate it. You hate I it yeah. I, I I don't <laughs> like this bold prediction because I don't have any. I think this game's just gonna be a very low scoring game. That's gonna be. If you're not a fan of the teams, you may actually hate hate it and change change the channel. So. <laughs> I'm going to say P.J. Walker, though, will continue his his ascend to the starting lineup. I say he throws for another, screw it, four touchdowns. Wow. Bold predictions. Wow. 
Wow. Well, that sort of goes into my bold prediction. I think that we're going to see the Terrace Marshall breakout game. Ooh. I have been a... uh, I don't want to say I've been a Terrace Marshall hater, but I have not been a Terrace Marshall believer. We'll say that. Um, but I liked what I saw last week. I know it was just a couple of catches, but I like that he caught them. And I like that he was open enough to catch them. And I like that PJ threw him the ball. So I think that you're going to see at least 75 yards receiving from Terrace Marshall and a touchdown. And I think that's kind of bold. That, given uh, yeah, his it's... career so far. Yeah. So, and, and I think if that happens, I think the Panthers win this game. Well, yeah, I do yeah. too. Yeah. So, uh, now let's much. go on to our game predictions. You can kick it off. I think the Panthers will lose this game, unfortunately. I see us kind of crashing back down to earth a little bit after last week. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I think the Panthers uh, end up dropping this one. 28-14. I'm hoping to keep that high buzz that I had last week. I was going to do 24-16, to 16, but I just claimed that uh, PJ would have four touchdown passes, <laughs> so therefore I have to go 28-16. Panthers. <laughs> 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 no, t- no, man, Panero just uh, not getting any love in field goals. <laughs> He's making extra points. Yeah, he is making extra (laughs) points. That's good. As long as he makes every kick he's out there to make, then I'm happy. Yeah, me too. All right, let's take a quick look at the other NFC South games this week. Uh, There's only two other games as we're facing the Falcons. We have the Ravens facing the Buccaneers on Thursday night football. That's right, Um, tomorrow night. So Tonight, whenever you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. Love to see Baltimore beat the crap out of them. <laughs> if Baltimore wins, then the game Sunday will be a battle for first place mm-hmm. in the division for the Panthers. So, yeah. So let's all root for that. Plus, the Panthers play the, the Ravens in a couple of weeks, so let's just keep an eye on them and see, you know, what the uh, what, what the, the future. Bucks, yeah, what the <laughs> yeah maybe the Bucks do something the Panthers can emulate. You know, if they happen to win, so. We'll see. What's the other game? Uh, we have the Las Vegas Raiders mm. at the New Orleans Saints. Another That'll be an one. interesting game. Yeah. 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 Would, would it be a very games. exciting game to watch? No, but I think it could be very close. I mean. Yeah. I, the, they, I don't think the Saints have named who their starting quarterback is going to be, so we could see Jameis back. And that's always exciting, one way or the Uncle other. Uncle Rico. <laughs> so... Yeah, should be interesting. Um, all right, Jerry. Well, any final thoughts? Last week felt really good. And guys, uh, the tank, I get it. We we want a premier quarterback here. Mm-hmm. But if we have a chance to win, let's let's win. Let, let, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's so hard not to cheer during the game. Oh, it sucks. It sucks. I mean, especially a season... against the fish. A, a division rival, exactly. Like a season where you go two and fifteen is miserable. It's miserable. I understand that the reward at the end might be worth it down the road, but in the moment, it sucks. It's hard. It's hard to watch. It's hard to live through. It's hard to do these podcasts. 
And I want to bring up a point. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Deshaun Watson's, they weren't the first quarterback picked. They weren't the, you know, top two picks, five picks. I mean, they were, I I don't know where Josh Allen exactly was picked. Wasn't he? I think he was 10th, I believe. Yeah, so I, I, because I know Mahomes was later and Deshaun Watson was later. I mean, you can grab a franchise guy a little bit later, maybe not be the first guy taken. So, if we can, you know, win a few games, make this fun. I mean, let's be honest. Those first five, six weeks of offense was one of the worst offensive sets of football I've ever watched. Yeah. I was so excited to watch PJ wa- PJ actually, like, move the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. I almost said Washington, the basketball player, but Walker. PJ Washington, <laughs> moving the ball down the court. Um <laughs> Josh Allen, the seventh pick, by the way. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, Justin Herbert, sixth pick. He was the third quarterback yeah. taken. Like, this this draft is supposed to be five QBs deep at the top. And all of them pretty close together. So, you know, you could get a Mac Jones at 15. Tight, you know, maybe not Mac Jones. He's not been doing great this year. But he did well in his rookie season. I think he's okay. So, yeah, you, you could get your guy. It's mm-hmm. not if you don't get the number one pick, don't get CJ Stroud. There's still chances. Plus, the Panthers have some extra draft picks now. They can move up if they had to. You know, it's we're only week eight, right? We're not even halfway through the season. Yeah. Let's keep rooting for them to win. Maybe they shock us. I mean, imagine making the playoffs after starting one and five. That's a that's an excellent story. Yeah, and then you have draft capital. Like you said, to move up to get a quarterback. It's yeah. a deep quarterback class. Right. So, I don't know. I was just kind of a little... I, maybe because I was having so much fun with beating the brakes off the uh, mm-hmm. Bucks that people going, oh, what are they doing? I'm like, they're winning. I mean, the players and coaches are going to try to win no matter what. Look, like week 15, week 16, if you're already out of the playoffs, yeah. and you are, you are right there in the mix for one of those top three picks or something sure you know i get it but week seven which was last week root for your team to win anything can happen this nfc south is not good right this is a winnable division we are one game out right now and by the end of this weekend we could be tied for first very i mean very easily we could be tied for first with the three the be wins on all three of the uh, division, division teams. Right. Yeah, I mean. And our, I the softer part of our schedule is coming. Like, it's, we still have a few tough weeks, but after that, we've got very winnable games. So, it ain't over yet, guys. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. I want to cheer for winning. I want to cheer for fun, not losing. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to be cheering for them to win this week. Yeah. If we lose this all week, right. we'll see. all right we want to thank everyone for listening if you like the show please let your friends know please follow us on twitter at meow mix podcast if you have any questions or comments you can email us at mailbag at meow mix podcast.com and if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on apple podcast we'll read on our show please like and subscribe on youtube we'll be back on sunday afternoon finally uh i get to do a recap that's not at nine o'clock at night uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was nice yeah uh, we'll be back to talk the game hopefully a Panthers victory and until then everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding <laughs>
The Panthers are going to win 24 to 17.